As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Formula One and Sun. I'm Tom. And I'm Oscar. Well, Oscar, we come uh, after a interesting Italian weekend where we saw a spectacular Formula Three crash, a ludicri- ludicrously ridiculous uh, Formula One qualifying session, <laughs> and a now biting uh, and exciting race. What did you think about it all? <sighs> <laughs> where <Wow>. to start? <laughs> It's just, wow, is the exciting weekend uh, right from the beginning. The Ferraris obviously looked fast in the practices. Their straight line pace pace was mega. Charles Leclerc, looking at the results now, topped every practice session except for practice three where Sebastian Vettel topped it. Um, So what we saw right off the bat from the practice sessions, um, the first one was raining. So we saw some weird results, like Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris got second and third. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> um, I was at school. <laughs> it was a bit wet. Yeah. Uh, and then in the second qualifying, I think uh, second practice, I think it was the dry session. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got we got to see more actual results. It was kind of like mixed. Qualifying. Even in P two, it was mixed. It was kind of dry early, and yeah. then kind of got a bit wet. But late. we saw some realistic. Uh, results like Charles Leclerc, yeah. Hamilton, Vettel, Bottas, Verstappen, and Albon all yeah. were the top. And, and the story that I think we got out of practice was yeah, the Ferrari straight line pace looked really strong. Mercedes kind of up there with them, particularly in they're Sector only, 2. They only really stuck with them, yeah. Sector 2, the sectors with all the corners. That's right, so. yeah. So Sector 2, they were fast. Um, Red Bull's kind of there or thereabouts occasionally, but we knew coming into the race that some people were going to carry penalties, weren't they? Um, yeah. And I think that was uh, Verstappen being probably the major one of note. Uh, I think Lando also had one. Um, Gasly had a penalty. Yeah. There's a few penalties. Uh, Checo had a penalty because of his. So the people that had engine explosions in the in the previous race in Spa. Um, and uh, and uh, and I understand. I think the Hondas were coming with their new Spec Four. Engine, I, I want to say, so. yeah. So, so we went into quali kind of with this expectation that uh, the Ferraris were going to be fast, right? Um, yeah. And that that kind of proved to be the case. Um, the we saw that uh, Max Verstappen had some kind of issues. Was going to have a grid penalty anyway, 
but had some issues, didn't he? Um, which we've seen him have over recent weekends where he's got that kind of throttle mapping or uh, some kind of issue going on. He yeah. didn't end up setting the time. Uh, obviously, the Williams got knocked out in Q1, as you'd expect. Uh, but one of the one of the early kind of scalps was um, uh, Sergio um, and uh, and Romain Grosjean. But the, the Haas is, again, um, kind of showing really variable pace at various times uh, of yeah. the weekend. We also saw this weekend a kind of... And we don't talk about him a lot because Mr. Consistency, Kimi Raikkonen, he's been a quiet performer of the year, uh, always kind of getting to the points regularly, qualifying fairly regularly in the top 10. Uh, But we saw him... In Q3, I think. Yeah, but we saw him crash a few times this weekend. I think he crashed in P1, maybe he crashed in P3, had a spin in... Q3 maybe crashed in qualifying yeah in fact I think he crashed in Q2 and that's why he didn't set a time in Q3 there were lots lots of people that didn't set times in Q3 we'll talk about that he still made it into Q3 though yeah yeah based on the time he had already set uh an impressive showing from Lance Stroll uh through the weekend had seemed to have good pace made it through to the Q3 probably the first time in a long time a weird thing happened the end part we'll get to talk about but he didn't set a time in the first stint where everyone else was setting times that's right and that that did come back to haunt him later on yeah a little bit and and it probably made sense given that he um was probably going to end up 10th uh, even though he had made it into Q3. But yeah, yeah let, let's talk about that qualifying session, shall we? So uh, things are progressing as normal, but the theme of the weekend through all of qualifying and, and to some extent through the race, the toe, and this is where you draft in behind another car, it punches a hole through the air, and they they say that can be worth yeah. up to... Uh, Two-tenths, I think oh, they said. And, and then some. And, and what's more important is if you're the person not getting a toe, then you lose that two-tenths and the person behind you kind of gains it. They don't slow you down, of course, but you're just not getting the benefit. Yeah. So the kind of difference between having a toe and being the guy in front is like almost half a second. So it's yeah. significant. Not to be confused with dirty air, which is basically being behind a driver, which reduces your downforce because the air is disturbed. And and what's interesting this year is, uh, and Monza's unique, to be fair. So Monza, uh, other tracks, you're exactly right, Oscar, the dirty air... Um, is significant enough that even though you might get a toe on some straights, you lose so much time in the dirty air behind the car. This is because you're not getting that clean air to create downforce, which you want in corners but slows you down down the straight. It's not worth it. In Monza, however, um, and this year because the cars have bigger rear wings, they're punching a bigger hole through the air. And Monza has how many long straights? Do you say three? Seven. Yeah, yeah, seven. <laughs> it, it's got a number of lo- yeah. longish straights, right? Around three or four. Yeah, and you can be, you could be as far. I think they were saying almost four seconds behind the car in front. Probably want to be about three, and you still get the toe, but you're not getting a lot of that dirty air in the corners. So it's yeah. well worth it. So what this created was this farcical situation in quali. Is that? No one wanted to go out first because everyone wanted the toe. That's right. So everyone waits until the last minute to say, you go out. No, you go out. Uh, (laughs) And, of course, no one goes out. So eventually, of course, someone has to blink and go out. I think that was Nico Hulkenberg. I think it was Hulkenberg, yeah. Um, But then, of course, you go out first. You're first on track. And then you go slow because you want someone to overtake you. And everyone else goes slow because they don't want to overtake you. That's right. So in Q3, what normally happens in the third session of qualifying, this is 
is the top 10 shootout. Normally, there's enough time that you do your first run, uh, get a banker lap, try to do a good time. Uh, in this case, uh, everyone from first down to seventh did that. Um, and in just in case you don't know what we're talking about, basically you get out from the pit lane, do a lap to like warm you up. Like think of it as a warm-up lap. It's called the outlap. Yep. And then you cross the line and then start your actual fast lap and then have to do a cool-down lap again once you cross the line for the end of that. That's right. And then right. go back in the pit lane. So, the so all of that takes so time. So one lap is three laps, technically. Yeah, that's right. An outlap uh, and it's a minute 40... In Monza, like a fast lap, a fast lap, right? No, a fast lap is like a minute twenty. Oh, sorry, a minute twenty, but a minute forty is about an outlap. Around that, um, so about twenty seconds slower. Yep. That's if you're doing a normal outlap. Um, so you've got a minute twenty is a fast lap, so a minute forty out, uh, and then you cool down lap on the way in. Um, and so that whole process, yeah, takes what four minutes or something, right? Around that, now, yeah. now on the, obviously at the end of qualifying, when the when the time stops, you have to be on your fast lap. Um, yes. And so you can complete the lap if you're on it. So what we saw at the end of Quali is everyone's out there uh, trying to get position, blocking the road. Yeah. Um, Charles Leclerc has provisional pole position. That means that he's already set the fastest time. Then Hamilton, then Bottas, then Vettel. Then the Renaults, Ricardo and Hulkenberg, and then Sainz, Albon, Stroll and Raikkonen not having done a time. And I think, was Raikkonen, had he crashed by now? Yes, was he out? He was out. Yeah, because um, he started from the pits, right? And we'll yep. talk about that because that's fun. Um, and so everyone's out there jostling for a position. And then suddenly you're like, well, hold on a second here. These guys aren't going to make it to the start line in time to do a lap. And sure yeah. enough, the only guy who finally kind of saw sense was Carlos Sainz. And Leclerc, but I don't think he realized it. That's right. In fact, Leclerc did by a, uh, a hundredth of a second or a thousandth, <laughs> like just on the line. Where'd you hear that? But uh, oh, just from about the place in oh. the reading up afterwards. And then, uh, but his team told him he'd missed it. And so he backed out of it. That's why. Well, it doesn't matter. He would have gotten pole. He was anyway. on provisional pole anyway. So he would have backed out once he realized everyone else missed out. Science completes his lap, qualifies seventh, which was basically last of the people that set a time. He did improve uh, by a little bit. So we ended up with no one getting to set their second lap time. Conspiracy theory fueled by Lewis Hamilton came out that, oh, the Ferraris were just trying to block everyone because they were already on pole. That's nonsense. Well, it wasn't actually yeah. the Ferraris blocking everyone. The people that actually got reprimanded after the race for blocking... Nico Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg. Uh, I think Perez? No, Stroll. No, uh, Stroll. no yeah, Sainz, maybe? Maybe. Uh, oh, Albon, even, I think. But there was a bunch of them. Not the Ferraris, I guess, is the important point. Um, and so, so three people did get reprimands. Oscar, there's a question for you. How do you how do you solve this problem? Of what, like blocking? Yeah, of, of these crazy. Oh. We saw it in Spa as well, right? Where these people do these crazy like in the Formula Two race or Formula Three race, they red flagged it because it was there's a lot more cars on the track, so oh, yeah, it was Formula so crowded and so down. Thirty cars. I yeah, think. so it was so crowded and dangerous when they tried this same situation came out. They red flagged it. And yeah. basically said, none of you are played well, so you can't play. Yeah. Uh, so crazy stuff. Uh, I've heard suggestions of kind of one-shot qualifying where you just go out and you do nah, your lap. That would be just, just for Monza, maybe. It's an interesting idea. I would just like, maybe like allocated times for each team to come out. I wouldn't, I, That's personally, like I just kind qualifying. of wouldn't do anything about well, it. It's uh, fun for mi- the audience. Uh, one thing I think they should do is minimum lap times so that you can't go any slower than a certain time. Kind of like VSC. times. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Outlap time. Yeah, not minimum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There, there is actually a minimum qualifying time too. It's 107% of pole, right? 
But the, if you don't get within 107% of pole, you can't race. But the um, uh, the and this was instigated a few years back when some of the back markers were even slower than Williams are now compared to the front. Like markers. three seconds off the pace. Yeah, they were slower than Formula Two, I think, at one point. Cool. Um, so yeah, so minimum outlap time, maybe that makes some sense. Anyway, so qualifying was an absolute shambles. But look, if you're you know these are top level uh, racing drivers, so. To some extent, embarrassing. I thought it was kind of funny, and it was. Yeah, I thought I it was quite it. entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it was enjoyable. Um, so then we get into the race, and the race had a, a couple of really interesting stories. The main one Hold being, on. Bef- sorry, before Austin. we start that, go ahead. Well, you're probably about to talk about it, but yeah, quite a few people did take penalties. So ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about penalties. The starting grid. Uh, I don't know because my Wi-Fi isn't working right now. <laughs> but okay. starting grid was something. Yes. But it was not what qualifying was. Well, that's right because Verstappen started from the back. Gasly started from uh, the back. Gasly was out the back. Raikkonen started from the pit lane. Uh, yeah, a few people were, were moved out of position. Um, but we had Leclerc on pole. We had Bottas, Hamilton, Ricardo, uh, Hulkenberg. Uh, and then Albon had a... No, Albon didn't. Did Albon have it? No, he got a penalty in the race or dropped back. Albon must have started back a little bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, we saw uh, that uh, Sainz uh, also had. Uh, did he have a penalty? We're getting a bit rusty here. Sainz, I think he did not have a penalty. But we'll have a look. But tell us, anyway, we'll, we'll try to sort that out as we, we look through the race. But the race starts, and what, what do we see at the beginning of the race? What happens? You don't remember? I do remember. So, basically, um, everyone, it seems, gets a pretty normal start. It, well, that's what I thought, anyway, at the beginning, once I showed the replay of the start. Yes. I, I just saw that everyone got a pretty ordinary start, except for uh, Stroll, obviously. Yeah. Who gets always gets good starts. Yeah, Stroll got a great start, as usual. In fact, I saw a stat come up on the screen at one point saying like, he's made 55 positions on the first lap this season. Yeah. Um, now, you could attribute that to the fact that he's horrible at qualifying, uh, except for this weekend. Uh, it, that's an exception, of course. He did a, a really good job this weekend. Yes. Um, uh, but, yeah, he, he has a great start. Um, and uh, Vettel actually got a good start but got boxed in. Leclerc gets a pretty clean start. Um, and then Hamilton uh, uh, gets past uh, – sorry, Hamilton doesn't get past anyone. Uh, Hulkenberg gets past uh, Vettel. And, uh, and, Ricardo. And, and Ricardo. Yeah, so Hulkenberg has this cracker of a first lap, um, gets past them. Leclerc gets off down the road. Actually, I think, did Hamilton get past Leclerc briefly and then he got back past him? Um, Can't recall. I th- don't think so. I don't think. Maybe I'm thinking Spa. Fourth. And off they go down the road, um, and Charles is doing pretty well. Um, he kind of just zooms off. Yeah, Vettel gets back past Hulkenberg pretty quickly, uh, and some laps later, Ricardo gets past Hulkenberg as well. Yeah. And so the race kind of unfolds. Verstappen clacks into the back of someone on the first corner. He's starting from the back, and he takes his front wing off. I think he ran into the back of a, a racing point. Yeah, almost said Force India, um, <laughs> and uh, he just misjudged it as they all kind of bundle up at the back end of. Uh, and also, I think Science and Albon had this battle, but it did not work Science out. Science and Albon had a really interesting battle. Albon we'll get- pushed. Uh, science, I think Science pushed Albon off the track yeah. to the gravel. Yeah, so Albon um, is uh, having a, an interesting race. Gets past. 
uh, well, t- makes a move on science, doesn't quite get it done, does the kind of under and over, and then goes to overtake him. Uh, was it around one of the Lesmos? I think so. Um, and he's on the outside, and he just didn't have it in there, and then science kind of gives him the friendly little nudge, and Albon goes off into the gravel and yep. uh, gets a penalty, right? Gets I a drive-through, so. I think. Uh, y- Albon got a penalty, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so Albon got a penalty for that, probably fair crack. This And this is a race where penalties were pretty interesting and important. Oh, uh, yeah. Vettel's, uh, sorry, Verstappen, meanwhile, taken off his front wing, had to pit, um, comes out, still looking pretty racy, but has to make up some spots. Uh, we hear that Kimi Raikkonen has to serve a penalty for starting the race on, on the, the wrong, wrong tyres. This isn't something you see very often. I effectively, How did that happen? Well, effectively, um, Alpha made a bit of a mistake. He qualified in the top 10. Yes. And when you qualify in the top 10... Yeah, you take your fastest Q2 time or what tyres you were on for that and then... That's right. You them. start the race on that. But because he had had the crash and taken penalties for gearbox and engine or whatever, Wait. he... Because um, he crashed in Q3, well, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, his tyres were dead if he crashed, right? No, but the but it, yes, but he didn't crash on the tyres he qualified well, in Q2 on. So yeah. those tyres were fine because they got taken off after Q2. So he was supposed to start the race on those tyres. Alpha thought, oh, because he's done the pit lane, we can start him on whatever tyres. And, of course, they wanted to start on the mediums, some, probably some new mediums. Uh, and, uh, of course, that's against the rules. And they said, no, you should have started on the tyres. You qualified. You did your fast lap in, in Q2. So he gets a penalty. Pretty harsh one, too. Stop go or a drive through. just a Meanwhile, and this is where the Actually, race... Sorry, uh, but it was a 10-second stop-go penalty, which yeah. is basically you are forced to go in the pit lane, stay in your pit box for 10 seconds while they do nothing to your car, drive out, and then go back through pit yeah, lane. It's resume basically race. the harshest penalty you can get before getting disqualified. And we saw this given to two drivers. Now, let's talk about where the race got really fruity. Leclerc's going off. Hamilton's keeping him pretty honest, right? Yeah. Um, and he's having a, having a pretty good race. Um, they uh, around lap eight though. Sebastian Vettel, who's kind of in fourth, um, hanging on to Bottas in the mix, coming through the second chicane. Is that the Ascari chicane? Um, yes, I think it, it is. is coming through the Ascari chicane. Uh, takes a bit of curb on the inside into the left before you turn right, and spins. Not only does he spin with. No one behind him, because by this time, they'd, it's lap eight. They'd lost the Renaults. The Renaults didn't have the pace to hang on to Vettel. Um, Unfortunately. So, he, he, so he's not under no pressure from behind. Spins all by himself. Um, and then just has what we can only describe as a brain fade. So he's come off the track a little bit, eventually gets it in the gear and, you know, doesn't indicate shoulder check and give way as, as you would well, on the road. Well, you can't turn your head? Well, you can turn your head and you, you could be sensible and not just barge back onto the track. He, but he just comes straight onto the track. He can't, so the Renaults have gone through by this stage, but Lance yeah. Stroll, who's running in P7, I'm going to guess, yeah. um, given Vettel was fourth, so fifth and sixth of the Renaults, they've gone by. Lance Stroll, innocent victim, comes past, tries to dodge Vettel coming back on the track, runs over his, rear, uh, runs over his front wing with his rear tyre, he then spins. Vettel's now got wing damage, front wing damage. Lance Stroll comes off. Vettel races off down the road. I think has to come back in to fix his wing. And he then, does. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Lance decides that he's now going to come back on this track. And here comes Gasly. Um, <laughs> not quite as bad. And Gasly doesn't run into him. He just but Gasly goes. Onto the gravel. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so what transpires after that? A bunch of penalties. Yeah. 
So uh, Vettel gets a 10-second stop-go penalty again. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, lucky not to be disqualified, and he got that because he caused a collision. Uh, he didn't get that for unsafe return to the track? Or yeah, unsafe, yeah, returning the track unsafely and causing a collision. Unlike Lance Stroll, who, who got, just got a drive through, and that's they say because he didn't cause a collision. Now it's probably just because he didn't. No, it's because the FIA have clarified it's because he didn't cause a collision. It's not because he didn't spin on his own. It was kind of well. I think there's probably this. You've just been hard done by, but he still did the same thing. He came onto the track, and given it had just happened to him, it's kind of a bit crazy. Yeah. Look, Vettel comes onto the track kind of perpendicular um, and therefore, you know, if he got hit by Stroll, it was going to be a T-bone. After what we saw last weekend in Spa with Antoine Hubert sadly passing away in that horrible accident. They weren't going 200 miles per no, hour. No, well, but it's pretty quick, that chicane. It's not a slow chicane. He comes on yeah, that's sideways. True. He's going to get T-boned. He was on lucky. On 2018, I can't well, do that without spinning, so I feel Vettel's <laughs> Well, it's funny you mentioned video games. To me, it was what, exactly what... When I watch you tr- deliberately try to crash on it's FY not 2018. that deliberate. <laughs> it looked exactly like that, except we're talking a four-time world champion, not an uh, almost 12-year-old guy playing F1 2018. But anyway, it was, it was really bad form. What do you think, Oscar? Let's reflect on Sebastian Vettel's season. And in fact, everything since the last time he won a race, which was Spa last year. What are you thinking? Are you thinking he's just lost it, hasn't he? Except for Germany, in which he came second. Uh, this year? Yeah. Well, he came yeah. second in Germany. Yeah, and he won Canada, according to himself. But He came second. Yeah, Canada. but he's made so many mistakes and he spun so many times. Particularly yeah. this spinning malarkey, kind of in Bahrain when he was chasing Hamilton. Now, he had dirty air there, but he kind of spun out of nowhere. Yeah. He spun in Monza last year when he was in the same battling section. with Hamilton in the same section. He spun in... Uh, Japan, I think Canada last yeah. year. Anyway, I, 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 uh, you know, the guy's achieved a lot in Formula One, but... Whew. He's getting old anyway. Meanwhile, let's let's talk about his teammates. So that's Vettel. He, his race is pretty much disaster from there on in. like two times. Yeah, he had to pit a bunch of times. It's a bit of a nightmare. He does end up coming 13th. Yeah, yeah, he's got a fast car, so he comes back through the field a little bit. Eventually got Russell near the end. They actually had a little battle in the end. The Williams and the Ferrari, which you you wouldn't imagine. Um, So let's talk about the front of the pack. Hamilton basically is riding Leclerc's gearbox the whole race, right? Before we do that, shouldn't we talk about Sainz and Kvyat DNFing? Yes, please. What happened there? So, Sainz, I think he just broke down, right? Or yeah. yeah. Yeah, his engine went up in smoke or he had the something like and that. Whose car was it? No, it was Kivy. It was up in smoke that I we mean, saw in the background. Yeah, well, Sainz I had think an oil Sainz leak. also went off in the Curve Grande, I think. Yeah, he had, a, he had an oil leak, didn't he? Uh, Is, yes, I he think, did. what they said. And then, yeah, yeah Kivy also just failed. They retired Kvyat, didn't they? They pulled him in. No, Kvyat went off in the grass. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking Magnussen. Magnussen, Magnussen they, they retired. retired. Yeah, there was some issue and they retired him. The issue being he was slow. <laughs> Maybe not. Grosjean was whinging as usual. Yeah. He Gro- got beaten by a Williams. Yeah, yeah. Grosjean had a really scrappy race. He he ran into a few issues. Um, and Raikkonen had, yeah, a real scrappy race as well. Yeah. But And we've talked about Vettel. We've talked about Stroll kind of recovering after being in seventh. A real shame. Uh, Gasly, a bit of a nothing race. It was okay, I think. 
Lando was okay. Giovinazzi did well, and it was good to see him not crash on the last lap when well, he was I in mean, the points. Well, I mean, Gasly was kind of affected by the fact he ran into the gravel when Stroll almost crashed. Into but let's talk about the, the weekend. We've got the rock star new Ferrari driver, Charles Leclerc, on the back of winning in Spa. Pole and win in Spa. Pole in Monza, the home race for Ferrari. They haven't had... A Ferrari uh, win since uh, for ten years, yeah. yeah, for like a decade or something. Um, he's a new guy. Vettel still never won in Monza for Ferrari, um, you know, and he's gone and spun all by himself. Tell me about Leclerc's race. What did you think about it? It was pretty solid, but it wasn't like he was in front the whole time. So well, yeah, but he was under pressure was under almost pressure all race from Lewis Hamilton, like, probably the best guy in the field yeah. in probably the best car in the field yeah. uh admittedly the ferrari probably had a slightly better package this weekend i think the story with the mercedes uh was uh yeah so hamilton had a crack uh they came in and pitted uh bottas stayed out longer so leclerc and hamilton pitted around the same time the difference was hamilton went to mediums leclerc went to hards right yes bottas stayed out longer about Seven laps longer, if I recall correctly. I think so. So once all that washes out, you got Leclerc in the lead again. Uh, Hamilton uh, is in second position. Uh, maybe a lap or two fresher tyres. Leclerc pitted pretty early, but went to the hards. Yeah. Hamilton uh, comes out on slightly fresher tyres than Leclerc. Mediums, of course, so a faster compound, softer. Um, and Bottas is a little bit behind, but on much fresher tyres. And the Renaults are just doing their thing. Uh, it looked a bit interesting. We should say there were some VSCs that played into this for a few drivers. Yeah, there were two VSCs. Yeah, and I think a few people got lucky and unlucky. Um, there was the first one was for Sainz, and then there was another one for what was it for Kvyat? Yeah, presumably it was. Um, and uh, we should say uh, Ricardo and Hulkenberg running fourth and fifth. Uh, looked Hulk- like Ricardo was going to get unlucky so with the first VSC, but Hulk- pitted Hulk- under the second tried one. tried to pit under the first VSC, even, even though it was gone. But it just ended just as he came And an average yeah. pit in one's is 30 seconds. It's yeah. quite a long pit. So as a result... And then on the second VSC, yeah, Ricardo pitted. Apparently, you only have a 15-second time lost in pits. For VSC, so versus uh, what? Without? Now Ricardo was more than fifteen seconds ahead of Hulkenberg. So what's the difference? What's the pit time without a VSC? Uh, Thirty seconds. So just to explain that, on the virtual safety cars, the, the drivers have to reduce speed by forty uh, percent. Yeah, by forty. And so this means, of course, if you pit, your speed limited to Monza's probably eighty kilometers an hour. I'm guessing probably. some pits are sixty where they're really tight. Um, it might be 80 kilometers an hour. So that means you're going slower than the rest of the pack and therefore you lose a lot of time. But if the rest of the pack is also going slower because of a safety car or a virtual safety car, it effectively means you, you get a cheaper pit stop. You lose less time. Yeah. Um, so usually you'll see – that's why people dash into the pits under a safety car or a VSC. So Ricardo got the benefit of that, ended up uh, kind of 18 seconds in front of Hulkenberg. Uh, and the Renaults basically had a pretty uh, lonely race after that. Albon, though, was quickly working his way through the field and actually doing some cool – overtakes being aggressive didn't have the straight line speed so had to make uh overtakes in corners uh i'm really enjoying albon tracy he's getting his elbows out he looks like he's fitting in um you could you could cheekily say that he's beating max verstappen in two races out of two uh so far so he has (laughs) uh our our points scored max verstappen but he's just um a few little scrappy things early on that incident with science probably a little too ambitious 
But overall, I'm liking that he's just getting his elbows out and racing. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying it, and he's, he's fun to watch on track. Let's go back to Leclerc, though. You say, yeah, it was pretty good. He was under immense pressure. Now, he made a few mistakes. Uh, we saw him nip up a break coming into... Well, so uh, did the people who were giving him pressure, though. Yeah, Hamilton did as well. And, and ultimately, but we saw... Let's go back, though, to the battle between Hamilton and Leclerc. It was tough. And, in yeah. fact, there was one move that he got uh, a black and white flag for, which is, they're calling it a yellow card. That's a football or a soccer reference where you get a warning. Um, yeah. So this was uh, coming down into the second chicane, was it? Around there? Yeah, second chicane. And um, then uh, Hamilton got a good run on him. He's on the outside. Leclerc moves over under braking. You're supposed to leave a car's width. He didn't because Hamilton had to go off track. And then Hamilton kind of ran through the corner and lost a bit of time. Um, that was uh, an incident that a lot of people probably feel in previous times uh, or other drivers or other races, people got penalties for five-second penalties. And there's lots of examples on that. I won't re-adjudicate that. But, yeah, they it, it was tough. how the younger drivers aren't getting... Well, Hamilton said that in well, the post-race right. interview. Um, and he – so in the post-race interview, Hamilton's like, oh, the youngest drivers get away yeah. with a lot. There's also this uh, – some drivers just favorably looked upon. Um, you could argue that if it was Magnussen or Verstappen or Kvyat – remember that era, uh, that penalty Kvyat got in China when he bumped into Sainz and Norris maybe? Oh, yeah. But it wasn't his fault. Um, a minor thing, and he got a penalty. And at the time, I think we probably commented on this. Um, I think uh, I felt at the time it was because Kvyat – was Kvyat, the torpedo, right? This yeah. year he's been great. Not no, I think he's managed to work out of that reputation. But at the time he had just come back and, um, and you know, Magnussen, seen as a rough driver, Verstappen. Uh, everyone loves Charles Leclerc. He's got a great story. Um, and so there's an argument to be said that there's a bit of favouritism that goes on in the FIA. Maybe it's conscious, maybe it's unconscious. Who knows? Uh, nonetheless, Verstappen gets uh, – sorry, Vettel gets – uh, who am I talking about, Oscar? Leclerc. Leclerc. Leclerc gets a black and white flag, which is basically a warning, uh, and off they go to the races. Um, eventually, Hamilton's medium tyres are obviously starting to give up the ghost, and in one attempt uh, into the first stop, he nips a break. Bottas, by this time, on his much fresher tyres, is caught up to the back of these two. Yeah, but he locks a break uh, into Hamilton the first chicane. has to go through those kind of styrofoam uh, bollards. And by that time, he's like six seconds. I want to point behind. something out here. When Leclerc earlier nipped a break and did a similar thing, he, instead of going through those styrofoam bollards where they're really tight turns and you have to slow down, he chose to kind of keep going over the bumps and kind of cutting the corner. And to me, that seemed like he it lost, lost him a lot less time. He, lost, he still did lose But time. he kept the position of Hamilton when that but happened. But I think that's just because he lost the break. Uh, he nipped the break a lot later. I don't. Think and he, he was choice. already in the turn. I just yeah. had this feeling that if Hamilton had decided to do the same thing, and you're right, maybe it happened later in the corner for Hamilton and he was deeper into it, yeah. um, that he could have done the same thing and maybe not lost that position to Bottas. Nonetheless, um, he by this time, I think he knew his tyres were going off. I've heard him since say, Oscar, that he thought um, he knew that Bottas was catching. He was probably going to let Bottas through to have a shot. Um, yeah. Would Hamilton have let Bottas through to have a shot? Nope. <laughs> That's what he says. Uh, this is like Vettel played the team game in Spa and helping Leclerc out. Sure. Sure you were. Um, but anyway, um, Bottas gets through because Hamilton's made this mistake. And he's on these fresh tyres, and we think, here we go, Bottas is going to mount an attack. 
it never looked like he was going to mount the same kind of serious attack that he Hamilton did. He finished within eight-tenths of Leclerc, though. But he kind of, and I think he made a mistake at one point, he just never seemed to really be as close. Um, yeah. And look, Ferrari's had this great straight-line speed, um, and so, you know, you had this effect where even with DRS open, the ha- uh, the Mercedes, the Hamiltons, I was going to say, the Mercedes weren't uh, catching the Ferraris. So, yeah, look, um, so in the end, uh, Charles Leclerc, I've got to say, great drive. He was tough. He had his elbows out, um, maybe a little too far once or twice, uh, but very aggressive, drove a tough race, withstood pressure from both Hamilton and Bottas. Um, yeah. And, frankly, had to because his teammate messed up and wasn't there to help out. Bottas could pit late because he had no pressure from Vettel. So Bottas could run whatever race he wanted because he didn't have to worry about an undercut from Vettel. Um, And that gave Mercedes really two shots at beating Ferrari. Uh, But it didn't play out and we had this... Really, what a spectacular victory from Charles Leclerc in Monza. A spectacular podium. Um, Tafosi go wild. nuts. Yeah. Uh, everyone's super happy. Hamilton gets booed on the podium, as he always does um, in Italy. Uh, it's just part of the course. Ricardo, um, I've got a... Uh, yes, we're very uh, Ricardo um, biased here. Of course we are. Um, but I've been saying now for a little while, and I pointed this out in Spa... The Renaults had a lot of pace, but they had to take the penalties in Spa. And then, of course, Ricardo had that first lap incident with Stroll in Spa where he had all that damage, so didn't get to demonstrate and it. And also a bad strategy in Spa. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then he tried to run that one stopper, right? Now, this weekend, we saw truly what Renault had on these fast circuits. Genuinely, I mean, Ricardo said, oh, we were genuinely a, a fourth fastest car. Probably not. Vettel probably should have been up there without his mistake. But they were genuinely uh, fast. Had uh, the Red Bulls had a, a clean race and been up and qualified up the front, that would have been an interesting battle. Yeah. Would, have, would have liked to have seen that. Albon was catching Hulkenberg at but, the end but couldn't get past him. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the Renaults were hard to overtake. We saw that in Spa. I think Grosjean got stuck behind Ricardo for a long time uh, yeah. in Spa. Um, so, yeah, great. Look, next race, Oscar. Singapore. You're going to it. Uh, yes, I'm going to Singapore. I uh, can't wait for that. I but think I'll just give you radio science. <laughs> but my point is, I don't think we're going to see a fast Renault in, uh, in Singapore. Yeah, well, I'm not going downfalls. to that race. That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that was it. Albon uh, recovered to six. Uh, Perez had a really... We didn't see a lot of him, but he had a great race. He started from the back and came in seventh. Um, really good race. Verstappen recovered to eighth after that, having to pit after losing his front wing, starting yeah. from the back. Giovinazzi, pretty solid race. Um, he's fighting for his seat, you've got to say. Um, he, he's an Italian driver in an Italian team in Monza, got points. That was pretty I exciting. I think they might keep him for another year. Question is where Hulkenberg goes, I guess, if he's going to Haas or Alpha. Um, and frankly, uh, Raikkonen, who's been Mr. Consistent, had, as he put it, a SHIT weekend. Um, and it's actually in the Alpha press release. <laughs> um, he had a horrible weekend from way to go. Uh, Gasly, a bit unremarkable, but strong enough. Stroll, unlucky. Vettel, time for Vettel to retire? Yeah. Too early? Maybe. Ricardo going to Ferrari confirmed. <laughs> uh, Vettel, what? Vettel to Red Bull, maybe? Um, no, Hopefully. I don't think so. Russell, uh, good weekend. Uh, had that fight with the um, 
Ferraris at the end. They basically knew um, Monza was going to be horrible for them. It was actually probably a little better than they thought. We mentioned Raikkonen, Grosjean, horrible. Kubica, nothing, uh, as per usual, and DNS for Magnus and Kvyat and Sainz. Um, As a result of all of this, Oscar, we see Renault get a huge haul of points. Uh, The last couple of races, Sainz has not got any points uh, to DNFs, right? Which is really good. But Science is still ahead of... Shows you how good the start of Science's season has been, that he's uh, still miles ahead, right? Like 30 points? But after Science... Have you got the Drivers' Championship there? Yep. How many points is Science? Science is at 58. Ricardo's at 34. Yeah, so he's still, um, you know, uh, 20-odd points ahead. And then, Um, obviously, Gasly's the highest midfield runner from all those days. But I'm not going to count him. Yeah, well, midfield runner. But then Ricardo is the second highest... And then Albon's tied with Ricardo. But what's actually. that? Yeah, but Ricardo's thirty-four points. You go down to Raikkonen in twelfth. So from eighth to twelfth, thirty-four to thirty-three points separating yeah. from eighth to twelfth. So that only emphasizes how tight that midfield battle is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the only people who aren't right up there are Grosjean, Juvenazzi, Kubitz, and Russell. Yeah, and we saw um, Leclerc overtake Vettel in the in the drivers, if I'm not mistaken. You are not mistaken. Yeah. Is he now the number one driver at Ferrari? No. It's not, not on his contract. <laughs> it's not in his contract, yeah. But you're probably right. That's probably in Vettel's contract. But there must be some performance clauses, right? Mm, maybe. I don't know. We don't know. We haven't seen Vettel's contract. So, Oscar, I've got to say, probably another cracking race, right? Really entertaining. Yeah. Lots going on. Um, good racing. Um, and, and what's more important this time, there's been a lot of good racing this year. A lot of it happens in the midfield, though. What we saw this time was a great race for the win right at the front. Yeah. Uh, a, an epic battle between, you, you've got to say, probably the best of his generation in Lewis Hamilton and a candidate for the best of his generation in Charles Leclerc. So, Dad, do you think we have time for a little happy sad? Uh, real quick. Okay. Uh, you stop. Well, who are we doing? You tell me who we're doing and I'll tell you. Bottom to the top. Oh, in race results? Uh, standings. Oh, in standings? I Just don't have them in front of me, so you tell me. Okay, so Russell, he's sad. Very sad. Well, Kubitz uh, has got a point, doesn't he? Because Kubitz has got a point. So no, nah, Russell's not sad. Russell is sad because of the car he's driving yeah. and happy with his performances. Probably. He's, he's, everyone's impressed by George Russell this year. Uh, last race was pretty good. He came 14th, I think. Yeah, yeah he's had a couple of good races. Kubitz is sad because he's a terrible driver. Uh, Juvenazzi... He's terribly slow now. He's a terrible driver in a terrible car. Um, yeah. Juvenazzi is... I don't know. Juvenazzi he he, he would have been very despondent after crashing last lap in Spa and feels probably somewhat redeemed this race, and particularly with Raikkonen tripping over himself this race, it probably takes a little bit of the heat off yeah. him. So he, he wouldn't, he'd be uh, in between. <laughs> Grosjean is whining. Um, Grosjean's sad and he's letting you know it every race. Magnussen is Gra- sad. Magnussen is sad um, because uh, he has a horrible car and he's had some shockers. Stroll is happy because he's did somewhat well in last race. He doesn't have too many points. Yeah, but Stroll will be frustrated because Perez, even when Stroll's looking like he's going to do something better than Perez, Perez manages to outshine him. Yeah. Uh, Norris is but sad because he's team, sort so of he not care. gotten any points for the last few races. Yeah, but Lando's doing a really solid job. one point. Yeah, race, and, and Lando's driving pretty well. He's doing a solid job. He'd be a bit frustrated he's not getting better results, but he's doing a pretty solid job. Yeah. 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 He's above Lando. 
Above Lander, we have Perez, who's doing well because he's outshining yep. his teammate. And he's got a three-year contract now, right? He's happy. He's feeling like he's uh, in uh, in a good position from that point of view. Three-year so. contract, though. I still can't believe it. Why? Uh, because he believes in the in the future. They've got it's some money behind them now with contract, uh, with Lance Stroll's dad investing. So yeah, he's a he's a happy man. Anyway, Kimmy's probably happy. He used to be the top of the midfield, like in seventh. Now he's in twelfth. Kimmy's done a great that's job. How, that's how Look, close the margin is. Kimmy's done a great job for Alpha. He's performing really well. Barring Monza, he's had a great season. He's probably got less pressure because he's not a Ferrari. He's probably having a yeah. blast. Hulkenberg <laughs> is sad, as we know, because he left Renault. Well, uh, that wasn't his well, choice. Well, he's but. without a seat, uh, and he's not, and, he's, and he's been outperformed by Danny Rick this which season. Which was going to happen. But. Yeah, and and kind of in every way, like Danny Rick just had this. Uh, yes, bias, bias, bias. Danny Rick had a cracker of a weekend in every way. Uh, he was my driver of the weekend, if not driver of the day. Yes. Um, anyway, um, Kivia is happy. He's he's, he's he's doing great. He's doing well, but remains he's been outperformed solid. by his teammate just because his teammate was in Red Bull and he wasn't. Yeah, which he doesn't like that. No, I I think Kivia's doing a great job. Albon, um, I'm loving his form so far at Red Bull. I think he's having a good oh, time. Mate, the guys the guys had a good couple of first races at Red Bull. Everything he could have asked for. Yeah. Danny Rick. He's happy. Getting happier? Happier, yeah. But we'll probably Cars be unhappy in Singapore. starting to perform better. <laughs> yeah, he expects that. Sure. But I, I think Ricardo hinted at, and so I'm quietly a little bit interested to see how they go for the rest of the season. Ricardo, obviously they were saying, hey, the engine's now great. The guys in Viri, which is where they build the engine, have uh, done a great job and finally can hold their head high after five years of shame. Yeah. Um, but Ricardo's kind of hinting at maybe they're, they've – Turned a little bit of a corner, but we shall see. Carlos Sainz, be very happy. Feeling unlucky. Uh, probably had a very lucky... Well, I complained a lot at the beginning of the season that he's, he was getting the run of luck with every yeah. little call and Danny Rick was getting the opposite. The last two race, Well, this race in particular, that switched around. But he's having a great season. Well, I mean, Spa, Ricardo did yeah. not get any good... Sainz is having a great season. McLaren's having a good season. Uh, if they can continue their forward trajectory, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Gasly... He's sad. He's been okay since he's gone back like to Toro Rosso, hasn't he? Red Bull will do carry out that plan that you had. Like, they're trying out every driver to see who would be the best to drive for Red Bull. Albon's got a compelling case. Then, I mean... Kvyat's got a compelling Gasly case. Gasly wouldn't be too upset with the fact that he got demoted because he was expecting it, probably, if he, they told him that plan. Oh, no, he would have been really upset. Pun? He would have been upset to get demoted. Yeah. Really upset. So, he won't be a happy guy right now. Sebastian Vettel, probably the saddest guy on the sure. grid, I would say. At this very moment, um, he must be, I don't know, what what would be going through his head. Do I retire? Do I still love the sport? Do I go to another team? Will he stay at Ferrari? Leclerc's really starting to establish himself. Vettel to Red Bull confirmed. <laughs> Leclerc, happiest Happy. man on the grid? Yeah. Two, two poles and two wins on the trot. Uh, Max Still 100 was, points behind Hamilton. Max Verstappen, um, scrappy couple of races, right? Yeah. He first first turn incidents at the last two races. Um, so, yeah, he, he's had a scrappy few races, but has a has had a fantastic season outside of that. Um, no one's worried about Max Verstappen. He's doing a great job. Botas, the wingman. What do you think Botas is? He, he's lost that edge, hasn't he? He kind of feels like he's gone back to that, yeah, you're going to be number two. You don't have... Hamilton's pace, but well, you, you're okay. I think he's, he's got a contract I think for next he year. He is a 
better driver. Not better than Hamilton, obviously, but I think he's better than what... Uh, he was last year? Definitely. But I think he's better than what for, um, Ferrari. Uh, Mercedes are making him seem like. In, what do you mean by that? Like, I mean, they're sort of making him the wingman, as they did last year. That's just because Lewis Hamilton's so good. Yeah. And then so, finally and we Lewis get to Hamilton's Lewis Hamilton. just outshining him so much that he looks really bad. But yeah, Lewis really Hamilton, you've got to assume he's going to win the championship. He's got a huge lead. But never say never. The Things can swing. Uh, a couple of DNFs here like, and there, and Bottas gets a couple of wins, and suddenly like it looks different. Seven races left in the season. There's Singapore, then a week after that, Russia, a couple of weeks after that, Japan couple weeks after that, Mexico, a week after that, United States. How many races was that? Two weeks after and, that, Brazil. And, and then, then Bahrain. Oh, that was like seven races, yeah. right? Yeah. Seven times 25 is a lot. So we're going to see a lot of points up for grabs. Imagine Hamilton has two DNFs and Bottas gets two wins. He gets 50 points and he's right up there with Hamilton. It oh, can that's, happen. That's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, probably not, but it can. So you never say never. Um, well, that's your lot from, uh, from us. Uh, we've run a little bit long today, so okay. thanks for your patience. Oh, uh, Reach us on Reddit at Formula One Sun, Twitter, Formula One and Sun. Uh, Gmail? Gmail, Formula One Sun at gmail.com. All pretty standard stuff. And we appreciate uh, if you can review, if it's on Apple or whatever, um, then we appreciate it. Uh, it's yeah. interesting to hear your feedback. So uh, I'll be at the Singapore Grand Prix um, for the next one. Oscar, unfortunately, isn't traveling with me. Um, so I will try to, rec- I'll probably take the recording equipment. Uh, I'll be there with my brother, Peter, so I might be Formula One and brother. Um, <laughs> and we might record a few impressions and then, Oscar, we can record your impressions when I get back. Sure. Um, so the next episode should be a little bit interesting. You're going to have to do some magic podcast magic. Make yeah. me and your brother and sing. We'll do some magic. Yeah, we'll do some podcast editing magic. Well, that's your lot from Formula One and, and Sun. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.